Welcome to Up To and Including Death. My name is Dr. Trish Brewer. And I'm John Brewer. And we are here to do some fun stuff. But first, how are you doing, John? It's been so long. Oh, okay. We haven't actually gotten to spend time together. No. For almost a week. Yeah, I kept busy with Sparkle 2. You did keep busy with Sparkle 2. I went down to Georgia on Wednesday to help with some stuff with my family and um and i just got back last night at midnight and you were at work yeah so i did a drive-by kissing yep and then i uh, made it home so this is our first time to actually sit down yeah and well, we sat for the kids softball game <laughs> we did it was kind of it, it was a uh, kid pitching so yeah and for a bunch of kids that have never played softball <laughs> it was pretty cute even yeah. got a good hit yeah, she did really well. She got she didn't know how to run, but she's got the hit. Yeah. So it's like the basics are starting to get there. Yeah, hopefully. She's going to be so good at it. She's going to be so. so good. She's so strong. Uh, when I first met her when she was eight, she would lift up these bundles of, of wood with her pinky. It's like, look how strong I am, and pick up wood with her pinkies. Yeah. Um, so I've missed you a lot. What did you do while I've been gone? I worked. You worked. And played Sparkle, too. And played Sparkle, too. Which I beat. You beat it on nightmare mode. Yep, 100%. It's a big deal. Yes, it, it took a long time. That's probably the most time I've ever spent on one game. Ever. That's so... I mean, you were playing Sparkle 2 on nightmare mode when we met in January of 2020. Yeah, because I one. beat the regular mode, then I beat the hard mode, and then I got halfway through the nightmare mode. And you got and stuck. Got stuck. You were on nightmare mode when we met in yeah. 2020. Yeah. So it almost took you two, over well, two years. Yeah, I didn't Because you probably started, because you were stuck on 11 when we met. Yeah, and then I just stopped playing it for months at a time. Yeah. And then I'd play it for two weeks and get mad. Yeah. And this time I was just like, I'm going to do it. Well, you were stuck on a level for a very long time, and I looked it up, and it turns out there was like a feature where you can yeah. change certain like special moves. Yeah, I had been beating this game pretty badly through up until that level without using like any of the special things. Yeah, and so now you know that coming in though for the next one. Yeah. I think the problem is the Sparkle 2, there's like descriptions of things, but it's just like a man talking blah, 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 and it's like I don't need the background, just give me yeah. the different colors to blow up. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't do that. I did watch the movie Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum with my mom. Uh, my mom's not in it. We just watched it together. That was really fun. I got to have a lot of good time with my mom. Um, I went there to help clear out my grandmother's house. Um, and in it, I found it a hun- uh, Humphrey Bogart movie that we'll be watching, as well as a movie that they, Nan and I Dick loved that I love called a, a Lion in Winter. The Lion in Winter. And we will be watching it, and it will be great. It's a scary movie? No. Oh. It's just historical drama. But it's a Christmas movie. Oh. It's legitimately... Well, it's a movie that takes place as Christmas. So I think it's a Christmas movie, but you don't think... So it's the diehard of historical dramas? Yeah, it's the diehard of historical dramas. But at one point, Catherine Hepburn says the amazing line, I could peel you like a pan. God himself would call it justice. Oh, all right. And it's fantastic. So yeah, I had to go through and kind of consolidate things and throw stuff out because the house is being sold. I may have accidentally given my phone number to somebody, mm-hmm. but I I don't know why I didn't understand what was happening. I've not really been asked for my number a lot in my life. Yeah. So it was such an odd thing that I didn't even know. I yeah. thought it was just like, oh, okay, that's weird. 
But, so I'm sorry about that, husband. Yeah, no fake numbers or nothing. No, I was so surprised. I should have given him your phone number. Yeah. Then you could have talked to him. Then I would have just not answered it like I do with all the other calls. (laughs) What's this 912 number? I don't like that. Click. Uh, I got to see some baseball games for my nephews. And my nephew, Amesy, did some really amazing baseball tricks. And it was a good time. Good. Yeah, I got to see my nana. Got to see my mom and all my family. And what I didn't get to see was horror. Oh, well, we're back at it. We're back at it. What are we watching this week? The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. See, I keep wanting to say Dr. Caligari, um, but why. it's not that. I added extra eyes. There is one eye, two eyes, there in, is two eyes. in Caligari. Like on your face. The still scary German silent film is one of the, still one of the, wait. This still scary German silent f- is one of the most important horror films ever made. That is the description that Shudder gives. It's on Shudder Essentials, and has this been on Shudder Essentials since we started this? Um... Possibly. It's been on there for quite a while. So it's from 1920. Yeah. So that means everyone in this movie is dead. Everyone yeah, involved a long is time definitely ago. Dead. dead before we were alive. 102 years ago. Yeah. It's considered the first horror. Yeah. Do you want to tell me a little bit more about it? Well, the quick synopsis, because that just doesn't say anything about it, is hypnotist Dr. Caligari uses a st- somnambulist Cesar to commit murders. Somnambulist. Someone that, uh, is it like someone that falls asleep a lot? I have no idea. Oh, sleepwalker. That's what that means. Oh. Ambule and some, yeah. IMDB getting fancy with Yeah, I know. So why wouldn't you say sleepwalker? But I guess that's like, it's old timey. Somnambulist yeah. is more reasonable. I think this one actually probably would have come up pretty quickly on the IMDB, our Metacritic top yeah. four movies of all time. Because this is an 8.0 on IMDB. Dang it, man. That's pretty high. That is so high. It has a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, my gosh. And an 89 audience score. I think this is... Which is pretty surprising for a black and white silent movie from 1920. And also, 25,000 ratings. Yeah. Now, I will say that Shaun of the Dead had, like, 250,000 ratings. It's a much more popular film. and that, But, like, this one, it only has eight reviews listed here. But pretty good reviews, though. Yeah, I want to hear... The top critics are... Oh, there's only one negative review. I want to hear that one first. Well, it's... What is it? I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> it's by Edward Weitzel of Moving Picture World. From October 14th, 2020. At the present time, the world needs sane and helpful fiction, not allopathic doses of the morbid and the grotesque. What? That is very stupid. So uh, he says this was a great movie, but at, at, at these times... In our present times, a hundred year ago, film. if it's if it's COVID, but didn't they have was twenty twenty? They had just gotten over the flu, nineteen twenty. I mean, they had just gotten over the flu epidemic. So isn't it kind of that's interesting though, right? Yeah, it's just right after the flu epidemic, yeah, they're doing this crazy movie. What else you got for me? Okay, well we'll do some of the top critics here. Do you want to tell the dog to be quiet? Shh. Shh. That doesn't ever work. No. Okay, let's go. Okay. The two main elements, story and setting, are completely attuned in mood, and therein the artists have succeeded in their experiment. Okay. That was from Percival Rainier's The New York Post. And that's from 2020. Wait, these all say October 2020. A few of them are. That's probably what oh. they... Oh. Okay, they probably, probably had a big review. Or, well, it was probably like the 100 year I wonder if that's when it was like let's placed stop. on this on Shutter Essentials, too. Wow. Well, it would have been the 100 year anniversary. Oh, it came out in October 20, of I'm 1920? Guessing. Okay. Okay, from the New York Times staff, 
I don't know how they figure that out if they all get together and do this. Like, but Bill, what do you think? The picture is significant, though, because it is expressionistic in the general sense that all of its elements, its setting, its plot, its people are expressive, eloquent, and for the most part, harmoniously so. You know, it's been a really long time since I've seen a full silent film, and most of the silent films I've seen are, are, have been Charlie Chaplin related. So I've never seen... I maybe have seen one or two dramas. Like Nos- Nosferatu. Yes, we saw that, but like I've not seen too many, much less. I mean, Nosferatu being one of them. Yeah. Um, that were not comedies, so I'm think, looking forward to this. I think the only ones I have seen are horror. Ah. So. I'm just so excited to share this with you, but you haven't seen this one. I have not seen this one. Yeah. I've seen Nosferatu and a couple of the other ones I had on a DVD set. Is that how you spell that? Say that Nosferatu, not Nosferatu. 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 Yeah. Right, but sometimes you're saying Nosferatu. Oh, because I'm American. Okay, I'm a little scared of this movie. The dog is clearly scared oh, of this movie. Well, one more thing before we oh, get yeah? to that. What I found interesting, I was like, there's not going to be any box office info on this, is there? But there is. Okay. It had a budget of $12,371. Oh, that's a lot of money back then. And it made 4713 at the box office. And yet... One hundred and two years later, yes. here we are. It's an essential film. Wow. That must be something to be the most influential. Because when does... So 1920... But it was only released in Germany as well, too. But it's one of the most essential, uh, essential horror movies to ever exist, in theory. Because it's yeah. the first. Yeah. So do you think... I wonder how much this has influenced other films. I'm sure a ton. Does the Wikipedia article have, like, a list of, like, other, like, influences and stuff like that? At the bottom, it should be on the list. Usually that's at the bottom. Okay. Well, nope, nope. Never mind. No. Um, well, I would guess you could tie it to every horror movie that follows after being the first, you know? Oh, there's the legacy. There it's the most famous example of German Expressionist cinema. Okay. Oh, this is interesting because it's an interesting thing about art at this time period. It had a major influence over other German directors. Oh, no, in other films. Hollywood films in Nosferatu, the 1920s and 30s. The Last Laugh, Secrets of a Soul, Metropolis, and M. Yeah. So basically, and as it goes on, it's basically the Universal Studios horror, horror films of the 1930s are influenced by this, which, yeah. of course, influences, like, every monster it, feature ever. It was considered a hit, even though those numbers weren't the same, because it says in here that because of the success of this movie... And how well it did, it like boosted German cinema around the world. So it must have not just been released in Germany then. This is no. just what, because I mean, back then with a with a black and white movie, all you had to do was write the subtitles in a different language and you're good. You just have some woman or man like playing the piano. Yeah. And all that. I feel like my Southern is pretty. I heard piano. It's at a, it's at a, a higher percentage okay. than well, normal. And now we can go to the parents guide. Yeah. Because you're scared. Well, the dog is definitely scared. This is going to be the quickest one we've ever gone through. Okay. Sex and nudity? None. Oh. Violence and gore? Mild. Ooh. Gore? None. Three assaults, a person is stabbed, mm. and an attempted kidnapping. Okay. Profanity? None. Oh. Alcohol, blank. drugs, and smoking? W- words at all? None. <laughs> Alcohol, drugs, and smoking? Yeah? None. Oh. Frightening and intense scenes? Moderate. Okay. But no examples given. Okay. No... Not even any in the um, 
spoiler section. So this is making great audio with his dog crying. Yes, it's, so, she knows what time. It's pretty much time for bed. For okay, her. so what we're going to do is put the dog to bed. And I think, so this is going to be a slightly different type of podcast for us. What we're going to do is we're going to watch it a little, but I think we're going to actually speak over the movie because it's a silent film. So I don't know but, how I'm, I don't know if we could do that because are we going to vamp for an hour and 17 minutes? No, what I mean is we're going to watch it for a little bit and then we'll record but leave oh, it on. Okay, yeah. You I think that's that. okay? We'll yeah, figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. Should we go? Yep. Okay. So much easier to get away with crimes in the early 1900s. I mean, you just murder someone, you could just go to the next village and say, my name is Tom Sawyer, and I'm a different person than that guy that just murdered all those people. Yeah, well, you don't even have to do that. You could just hang out right outside the door and be like, what happened to there? Oh, can you believe it? Oh, no, this blood? No, this is a pig's blood. Yeah, I just slaughtered some cows. Yeah, that's fine. So, we've been watching this for quite a bit. It's still playing. Yeah. How far along are we? We are... It feels like eternity a little bit. 15 minutes in. We're 15 minutes in. They're making us read stuff, John. Yeah. We've been having a debate on what century or when this is set. So this came out in 1920, which is kind of fun because that's when our house was ostensibly built, but probably a little bit earlier than that. Um, But anyway, so it's taking place... Okay, so first it looks like we're in a loony bin of some kind. You get one guy that talks to ghosts, an old guy that talks to ghosts, and there's a younger guy whose fiance is dressed all in white, walking around like a crazy woman. Yeah. Um, and he says, oh, she's my fiance. We just had something crazy happen, let me tell you. And so, Cesare the Somnant... Okay. Okay, how do I explain what the fuck is happening? So basically, Dr. Caligari is a creepy old man. Yeah, he set up a booth at a fair. But he had to go to... He had to go to the, um, like the county clerk, the city clerk, who was mean to him. So the city clerk just ended up dead. Yeah. And it happens to be that there's the person that is called Cesare the Somnambulist, which is just another word for sleepwalker. Yeah, but you think nowadays if someone's murdered, they'd be like, well, what's the motive? And someone would be like, there's this old crazy guy who was yelling at him. Like, yeah, like oh, just just today. So basically, no, after, right after Caligari talked to the clerk, the clerk ended up dead like that night, and there's been crazy things. So there's lots of like... Words. Well, he's he's uh, at the fair now, announcing the first time he's showing Caesar. Yeah, and, and there's basically Caesar is gonna be in a death-like trance, and he's gonna be able to tell. So basically, you have someone that is a sleepwalker, and Caligari is someone that can control people that are asleep. Yeah, well, no, this guy's just really tired. He's like all of us during COVID. I know. Just we're just so we're just, just so done. Sleep. We just want to sleep. This guy keeps waking us up to murder people. Telling us, it's like, fine, I'll just stab someone with a strange pointed instrument. I will say, I love the theatrical aspect of what's happening. Like, the sets are all painted. Yeah, the um, makeup is very overdone. Over dramatic, but in, in a way, it's kind of perfect because in the actual, this is the story that we're seeing is a is a story being told so it's a framed story so it's someone telling the story of this event it's like watching a play put on by deaf mutes that that's an interesting way to put it (laughs) um i wonder so we haven't watched a lot of it yet and the reason why we're recording right now i mean 15 minutes of it 
But the reason why we're recording it now is usually we start recording when someone dies. But, yeah. but it's because I'm not sure how much there's going to be to reflect upon. Yeah, this would otherwise be like maybe a 20-minute podcast. So maybe? this is what we call filler in the business. We're in the no, business? No, we're in the business of podcasting. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts on my trip. And uh, and I will say, because I love the Brothers McElroy. And it was a really hard trip for me. And so I listened when I was, you know, packing up Nana's house and throwing away things. I was just like listening to the Brothers McElroy and they talked all about podcasting. Oh. And one of the things is making sure it's entertaining. So how are, ooh. What I love is that they didn't think to shave this guy. Caligari is like clearly a 30-year-old man playing a 90-year-old man, but he's got a... He's he, doing a good job. He's doing a good job, but he's got a beard. And we have a 4K television. <laughs> I find it odd that this was like an attraction back then. This guy, he really sleeps deeply. And I could tell him what to do. Cesare, I'm calling you. I, Dr. Caligari, your master, awaking for a moment from your dark night. But it's just like a, a really tired guy. Yeah. He's a guy that's sleeping standing up. I will tell you, I got a neck pillow. Oh, that's some heavy makeup this kid's wearing. I got a neck pillow for the airport and I, on, on my flight, and I slept really hard. And on the way back, I couldn't find it. So my mother recommended I just buy one in the airport. So I did, and I'm glad I did. Because they had this sale where it's like, if you buy two things, it's $20. But the neck pillow by itself is like $17. So I, I splurged and got a blanket, which seems kind of silly. But man, having a blanket and a neck pillow on an airplane is fantastic. I cannot sleep on airplanes. Well, you'd you, haven't, you haven't tried it with a neck pillow and uh, a blanket. Well, you know that. Remember how long I was yeah. awake when we went to Georgia the yeah, first time? Yeah, you were awake, like, for three days. And I could not sleep in public. Yeah, you're going to have it. I hope we can still record when you're recovering from your surgery. Oh, yeah. John has a surgery coming up. Yeah. Meanwhile, what else am I going to do? I'm not and, supposed to, like, get up or anything for a couple so, days. So, he has been awoken, the somnambulist. And Dr. Caligari wants him to move forward. Yeah, I just don't understand how this was, like, an attraction. Well, they did not have television. But they had freak shows. Yeah, but, like, this is a freak show. One dude had a monkey. I would rather see a monkey. Yeah, there's a a guy with a monkey that's been making a lot of money. But this is just, like, a sleepy guy. And everyone, the people in the audience are, like, really freaked out that this guy is, like, a kind of sleepy. Wait, so. Dr. Caligari is taking a bow and asking for money because the guy, he wo- he woke up and st- stepped forward. That could be this guy. He's going to answer Cesare, the C- Cesare or Caesar? Cesare, I think. Cesare, the somnambulance will answer your questions. That's great. I've got questions. Like, why is this scary? He knows every secret. Okay. Oh. Now it's starting to make more sense. If he knows everything. And he likes to kill clerks. He knows the past and sees the future. You know what I would ask him? JFK. Who did it? I don't really care about JFK. Stephen and I were talking about... I know. Stephen and I were talking about this on our trip. Which, hopefully, Stephen... We were trying to trick Stephen. Trick or trap? (laughs) What are you talking about? We're trying to convince Stephen to move up here. Oh, yeah, of course. And so, anyway, so, but Steve and I were talking about this because I got to hang out with him a little bit on a, on the trip down as I was basically the entire time being like, you know what you should do is come to the UP um, over and over again. 
Um, but he and I were talking about that with the thing. What maybe it was just like the guy that they said did it. Like it all kind of comes together. But that's it not seems fun. Like it was the, I know it's not fun, but it's like he just, he just seemed like someone that was kind of crazy that had the opportunity that like. I just I think it's for me it's more of a want to know the answer to every mystery ever. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like John Wilkes Booth killed the president of the United States. Oh, Abraham but there's Lincoln. a conspiracy that it was somebody else. Is there? Yeah. But I was about to say my joke was about to say oh but there's a conspiracy no, that somebody else. Was, even though a bunch of people witnessed it. Yeah, but it was a long time afterwards, and there was con- there was co-conspirators. Oh my god! Well, yeah, because those people arrested. Yeah, but they didn't have a good description of him, and uh, somebody confessed on their deathbed to be him and had proof. To be John Wilkes Booth. Yes, yeah, and it was one of his co-conspirators that they killed, oh. and they would rather not tell people that the guy who killed Lincoln got away. Oh. So they were just like, yep. Yep, yeah, but him. a lot of people confess crazy shit on their deathbed. Okay, yet, so again, speaking of setting, so basically it's like they have these amazing painted sets. And I would say that it looks very 1920s-y. And the only reason I say this, is, and well, 1920s expressionism-y, is because I was just at the Biltmore Estate a couple months ago, and in the basement of this giant mansion, there's these rooms... They're just like big rooms underneath the fucking castle that's there. And apparently there's a party in the 1920s. And they painted the walls in the 1920s at this party. And it all looks like this. Well, it's all like crooked. And, yeah, it's all crooked. Weird. Yeah, and it's specifically trying to elicit something like they're on this sort of... There's like a weird star on the bottom that's like all awkward. It's okay. very Alice in Wonderland. Is this the fiance that they found in the street? So we've got these two young men that have been walking around. I'm pretty sure one of them is the guy telling the story. And he's got to find his fiance at some point. So these uh, men have found a pretty lady. They're in the street at night. Probably going to rape her? No, they seem like nice guys. Surely. They're German. Yes, no German in the 1920s was all, was at all problematic. I'm not going there. No? I have German heritage. Yeah. But, like, before the 1920s. Yeah, we didn't... There was no Germans between, like, 1920 and 1945. No, everyone went on went, vacation. They all went on vacation. No one was there. It was a great family guy reference. Yeah. <laughs> I was really surprised when I went to Tübingen for the first time. Tübingen? Tübingen. It's like oh. this place I went to for a conference. A beautiful place, but I learned a lot about the university system during and after World War II and like what they did to the Jewish professors there, but then how like the actual Nazis that sent Jewish professors off to the camps remained professors there until they retired. Like Alex, these, they both love her. Oh no! Okay, so like these two friends find this lady on the street, and they both fall in love. They want to gangbang this girl. I don't think that's their intention. I think the each one wants. We'll yeah. leave the choice up to her. That's that's pretty modern. She gets to decide who she's with. What did I tell you about 1920s? Whomever she chooses, she we shall remain friends. They just met this broad. John, what if one of your friends wanted to marry me? What would you do? Would you tell them this? Or tell them to fuck off? Yeah, because we already did that. 
We already got married. I know, I meant before, silly. <laughs> like, if one of your friends now was like, oh, I'm sorry, John, I really love your wife, I'm gonna try to marry her, and you're like, yeah, sure. Let her decide. Let her decide. And I, w- you know what I would say? Fuck off. <laughs> First I would be like, you know how hard it is to plan a wedding? <laughs> I'm not doing that <laughs> shit twice. Oh no! Oh. The friend that's in love with a girl is getting murdered by a somnambulist. That looks amazing. It does. So basically, the so the friends have decided they're they're both gonna love her. Oh oh shit! It's a tiny pointed thing. Holy shit! End of Act Two. Wait, when was act the end two? of Act One? I don't know. Act Three. Okay. Well, it said say there was a lot of things missing. Okay. So but basically, the two friends love each other. And they're they don't just going to figure other, out. They love the same lady. But they love each other's friends because they're oh, going to stay friends. Yeah. And but then the sec the friend that one of the friends who dies because he's gotten murdered. It was actually I'm surprised at how well defined the shadow was. Mm-hmm. Like you could see yeah. individual finger. Like yeah, the shadow perfectly. was incredibly well defined. But the question is, was it him or was it someone else? It was a somnambulist. Somnambulist. Mr. Francis, Mr. Allen is dead. Murdered. Hey, Allen. Is hair like the same exact feeling as Mr. or is it less formal? It's less formal, I think. It seems like kind of more natural in yeah. a way. Yeah, it would be. Because it's like saying Mr. John. Mr. Allen. Yeah, oh, everyone's really upset. So, like, some random lady shows up. We haven't seen yet to say the other guy's dead. We get a lot of emotions from this fella who is now excited that he can marry the woman of his dreams because his best friend is dead. Yeah. I think it's not. Oh man. I couldn't think of another Mr. in German. I think it is. It's just hair. But I think it's used more in common conversation than Mr. is. Is it woman Fraulein? Frau. yeah, Frau, Fraulein. Frau was married. It just seems kind of more like nat. Like I feel like it's, I feel like the more more formal epithets. I know that in German, professors that I know like they go by titles a lot yeah. more. Well, this is from my two years of German high school. Yeah. So I am definitely not an expert. Maybe you'll take these. more German now that you're a college boy. I don't know. So basically, this they've gone. He and this random lady have gone to. The somnambulist prophecy was that someone was gonna die. Yeah, well, because yeah, I know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna go murder this guy, <laughs> unless it was he that killed his friends. I wonder how long you could get away with that, predicting the future of just things you're going to do. You know what I like about this? They spread this out to fill an hour and seventeen minutes, but like. Nowadays, I feel like... I mean, that's fine. A lot of it's just... Like, if this actually was a movie that they could speak in and didn't have to read shit, like, you'd be able to have this movie be done in 30 minutes. Yeah. But nowadays, it's like, let's make an hour and a half. Or two hours of the movie. Three hours if you're Marvel or DC. Jesus, I know. That's, like, one of the reasons I have... The DC ones are three hours of darkness, and that's why I don't go to them with you guys. But you know what's really great is Sonic. That I saw Sonic too in the theaters with you guys. That was so good. I didn't know. I wasn't there for that one. Oh, you weren't there. I took the kids to go see Sonic too. It was great. Yeah. I won't rest until I get to the bottom of these dreadful deeds. So basically, the spell wants to find out who killed his friend. I wonder if this is making for a really interesting podcasting. I don't know. Well, 
maybe it's a different experimental. We're watching German expressionism, expressionism at its yeah. height. So this I, is a German expressionist podcast for today. Yeah, German expressionism. It's the summer, man. I'm just chilling out. I got a massage today. You know how long my massage was today? Two hours. That's way too long. It was so long. It was great. It was so good. I needed it. It's kind of like therapy, but also massage. And I feel great. My body feels good. I after not either of those things. All that physical activity and the movement and carrying heavy stuff and carrying heavy emotional stuff and just like having a beautiful so, massage. This is definitely paint. Yes. That's supposed to look like a light shining through a window. Oh, you're right. So basically the set is made to look like the light shining through the window. Um, and But it's all stable because it's paint on the stairwell. Yeah, because otherwise he would be blocking it and his yeah. shadow would be on the stairs. That's a really good point. But it looks really good, too. Like, the art director on this was a uh, uh, good attention to detail. I've got to say, it's really fun to see actors that learn to act in the theater. Yeah, overdoing everything so the person yeah. in the back can see them. Yeah, and now, I like to say that the reason why I sound like I do is because I have my theatrical background. Okay, wait. So the fiancé is there, the one they just met, yep. he's come to tell her that the friend has died, but she's wearing now the white dress that she was wearing before, but with a black shawl over it. Yeah. So he's like, I win. I get to have you now. They literally just met her and walked her home. Oh, oh nice. she found out he's dead. That's pretty cool that you could figure that out just from... Like, nothing's been said or no. on the screen for a long time. She's just like... And you know that he just told her that the oh, other guy yeah. died. That's pretty good acting. Oh my god, that's a really good point. And it's like, she doesn't want to believe it, and she makes him say it, because she can tell. Yeah. And one thing that we haven't mentioned yet is, so basically, this is him telling the story of what's happened to someone else. And so, in the regular story... It's all normal frame rate for that time period. Yeah. But in the retelling, the frame rate, is this what it what it's advanced? I, I, it's yeah. made faster. So it's all j- jigger, j- uh, jiggery or jig, um, shaky. Yeah. Jigzagging. Um, and so now we're in a space where it's everything is pink, which is interesting. Yeah. So we know at the so end of this... He's telling the story to a crazy person, too. He, and I think they're all in the crazy bin together. Because <laughs> that guy said his whole life was haunted by ghosts, and he ran away from his family. And yeah. Ghosts, but they're and He everywhere. hasn't seen his open kid. This is me pouring my glass of wine. I'm drinking this thing called uh, Susanna Balbo Wines. Creos, 2019 Rosé of Malbec. Holy crap, is it good. Okay. He wants so. the police to uh, examine this omnibulist. Yes. Oh, wait. So the cabinet of Dr. Caligari is the cabinet that he keeps the somnambulist in? Yes. You know what? That would be a great professional wrestler, the somnambulist. And you just, he like, just walk wakes around up, He just wakes up for his matches, and beats someone up, beats and then some goes back crap to sleep. Out of someone. Like, he participates in none of the pre- or post-stuff? No, he's just sleeping. He had yeah. have a manager like Dr. Caligari. Who, and Dr. Caligari does all the crazy shit? Yeah, and then he just, like, wheels him out to the ring and wakes him up. This is kind of hearkening to the fact that you watch a lot of wrestling when I'm not I am, around. I am getting so into wrestling You've been from, watching like, so much. Is it wrestling or is it Sparkle 2? Like, those are the two things. 
I don't know what's the other thing you're going to be doing. I know that there's a new Sparkle that you're going to get in two weeks, right? Uh, I'm hoping it's part of the new PS Plus thing. we got to get you something to... Do you need to buy a new game or something for when you're recovering from your surgery? Oh, maybe WWE 2K22? There's been another murder. Oh, they caught someone. Honey, I'll I'll buy it for you. Do you want me to get you that? Do you want me to get you that game? John's got to get a surgery. He's got a hernia. They're gonna pop it back in his body. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. Just plug go ploop. Yeah, it's gonna take like an hour. It'll be fine. Yeah, my brother had a hernia surgery, and like Sammy and I went to um, the Walmart together, just hanging out after his surgery, and I I didn't really understand the surgery part of it, but like. He couldn't walk around as easily because he just had a fucking hernia surgery. So at Walmart, we got like a Walmart like cart, you know, not the, you know, the electric carts, the scooters, get scooters. And Sam is like, at the time, like he was a baseball player and like, he was very well fit. And so he, it looks like this young man, this young, very healthy man is taking a scooter, but he just had a fucking hernia operation, but he was going nuts in the house. And so I took him to Walmart and some bitch came up to us to complain that we were using what like people needed to have or whatever. And I'm just like, at the time I was so annoyed, but now like what the people talk about is invisible disabilities because you look at this like healthy person but actually, it's like, no, you just had fucking surgery. Mind your own goddamn business. Most of the time, I see people using that scooter. They drive it, and then they get up and walk around and pick stuff off of the, the aisle and then sit back down and wheel to the next aisle. You know, I mean, and I think that, like, and that's the thing. Like, maybe they just need that. Like, maybe they can only walk a few steps, you know? Yeah. Okay, maybe. so Dr. Caligari, who's wearing some amazing theatrical gloves... Has like just Mickey Mouse gloves. Yeah, Mickey Mouse gloves with like the black lines. Wants to has been trying to feed the somnambulist who does live inside that cabinet. Yeah, it looks it's really weird. I think somnambulist is like they didn't have a term for this. Yeah. And they're like sleepwalker, I guess. But he's not really a sleepwalker. He's a dude that's asleep. Yeah, he's always asleep until he wakes him up to tell him secrets. Yeah, I want to hear your secrets, John. I don't have any secrets. Oh. Bing bong. I like this. This guy has been convicted of found murdering someone, and all these people are yakking at him and like shaking their hands. Now, I think that like these costumes though are exaggerated. Thank you, Loki. It's not a podcast if Loki doesn't come and purr. So there's another different fella that's been found with a knife having murdered for someone. Oh, yeah, that's a knife. Yeah, Loki, hi. Are you telling everyone hello? Loki and Rivers both have air tags now. <laughs> and I've actually put my contact information on the air tag, so if they're found by someone with an iPhone, they will come. Now, I wonder if this is too loose, but it's as long as it doesn't choke them, it's fine. Okay, the somnambulist is sleeping. If they're questioning a sleeping guy. <laughs> Smack, and Dr. Caligari is like, oh, nope, this no one can tell. Wonderful. This is so weird. So, have you watched many Charlie Chaplin anythings? No. Have you seen the Charlie Chaplin movie with um, with uh, Iron Man dude, Robert Downey Jr.? No. It's great. He actually was in jail, and they let him out on work release so that he can finish the voiceovers. Oh. This was, like, before and during his drug problem. Yeah. 
But it's a really beautiful movie. The movie about it's like a historical film about Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, but, typically if it's not funny or scary, I didn't watch it. Yeah. I you know, there's some things that we don't have in common and one of those I do like historical stuff sometimes. I like documentaries. Well, I like historical fiction. <laughs> See, this is like where we're an interesting thing. Like you like documentaries, I liked historical fiction. Not that I don't like documentaries, but I'm not usually in the mood for them. I'm always in the mood. Documentary, horror, comedy. Those are the three. Yeah. Well, like, as long as it's about ghosts. I want to watch all of those. I mean, if it's a documentary about murder and ghosts and shit. I yeah, I watch that. all those. You know what I want to do? I want to learn more about the Lizzie Borden mysteries. Oh, like, I know a lot about that. Why well, I, I do too. And I'm just like... What I really want to see is a deep dive into, like, alternative theories than to just that she killed them. Yeah. Because it's clear that, like, she was given drugs to, like, be be calm, and that's why she sounded, like, so crazy. Yeah. Okay, so now this chick's dad is dead. The fiancé's dad is dead. Something's happened. We're not really doing a great job of watching this movie. It's that somnambulist. Yeah, okay, so this woman's, like, waiting for her father... But on a quick note, um, I found out, you know her lipstick? Yeah. So this the woman that's playing the fiancé is wearing that type of 1920s lipsticks that has, it's like heart shape, right? You can see how it like comes up on the Cupid's bow. And I learned recently why that looked like that, right? And the reason is that like what, back in the day you have this like oil face paint, right? And what the the art directors would do would they would put their thumb in like the colorful face paint and put a thumbprint on one one part of the lip and the other part of the lip and then pull down and that's why it's such an exaggerated arch oh. because that's how they did it because it was like it wasn't lipstick lipstick you know because yeah. it had to be able to stay on and look really good. The old woman is true. So this guy is confessing to murder. But not the other I two. tried to kill this woman. He so this guy has tried to kill some old lady by stabbing her in the side with a similar knife as the previous murder. So this guy has tried to kill an old lady by being a copycat killer to throw suspicion on the mysterious murderer. Yeah, that makes sense. There's stuff going on. This is our like pocket podcast. This is the podcast that comes out that people are like, "Is she drunk?" Yes. Brew is brew moment. I'm drinking... Yeah, you just said that a little while ago. I did. Rosé of Malbec. <laughs> I always get worried about this kind of stuff, like repeating things, because of my, my grandmother having Alzheimer's and stuff. Well, but sometimes you forget if you say that the worms are their money, or the, the bones are their dollars. I couldn't remember, so I had to repeat it. Four times. Okay, let's pause for a moment. Okay. So do you think it's the somnambulist that tries to kill people or Dr. Caligari? I think it's Dr. Caligari. I mean, this guy doesn't seem to think. I mean, he just wakes up and murders. Kills? Yeah. Well, like, he killed the clerk that was mean to Dr. Caligari. I don't think he wanted to do that. He killed this lady's dad. We didn't really see that part. He just almost killed the lady but found out she was pretty. So he stopped killing her because she's so damn sexy. I think he kind of woke up. And now he's grabbing her hair, I guess. She's just sleeping on this beautiful bower of beautiful, like, what is that, muslin or tulle or something? Oh, no, he's here. Oh, no. And he's like, I'm going to get you, woman. 
looks like Chris Kattan. What would happen to you if you woke up to someone doing this to you? Um, and he was that size? Yeah. I think I would subdue him within seconds. <laughs> he's he's, he's about her size. Yeah. Okay, who are these two guys? Two dudes just woke up who we haven't seen before and are freaking out. Oh, Loki is licking oh, Lola. Just, he's just going to take her. She's been kidnapped. You know what this really looks like, though? Huh. It looks like Frankenstein 2. Yeah, very similar. Okay, Loki just went kissing Lola and then hit her. And then she hit him and then she ran off. I'm Happens guessing, every time. I'm guessing the Frankenstein guy, I can think of his name. Probably saw this. He was probably yeah. influenced by this because the exact same thing. Frankenstein comes in, sees her, or is going to kill her, sees her, then kidnaps her. But uh, the wearing the all white as well... Because this is like where all horror sprung forth from. Yeah. This but is I've the mother's say, womb of horror films. I mean, we've got a fellow that's sort of like an unnatural creature, even if it's just that he sleeps but, sometimes. But the makeup and the look and stuff is very Lon Chaney. But even how he's you know? carrying this chick right now is the weirdest way to carry someone. Yeah. He's car- How would you describe he's this? like Edward Scissorhands. Yes. But he's holding her. She's like... He's holding her by the waist, but to one side of his body. It's very bizarre. Yeah. Everyone can can catch, can find her. They're all on the chase you to find what, her. You know what actually this looks a lot like? Yeah. Is Nightmare Before Christmas. <gasps> yes. Like, the way he walks is kind of skeleton-like. Yeah, but as you were saying that this... And, like, the very high towers that he has to walk down. Oh, no, Sonambulous. He left her behind because he's just... Everyone's chasing. Because he's slow and ambling. Wait, is she crazy because this guy almost kidnapped her? I think uh, it might be. Well, it might have been from when he looked in her eyes and she, like, screamed, like... Yeah, so, like, maybe, like, maybe because he's a spooky dude. Maybe he transferred spookiness. Into but they the haven't become fiancés left they, yet. They literally met this chick one evening. They both fell in love, this guy and his friend. His friend ended up dead. He's Frankenstein walking. He is Frankenstein. Oh. He's on, like, a, a mountainside. The sun came up and he passed out. Is he? Can he just, like, not be is awake? Is he narcoleptic? Yeah, I think that's the implication. Or can he just not be awake during the night? So is he half vampire, half narcoleptic? I don't know, but I must say that I love these painted sceneries, which so, I'm also wondering in the 1920s is just is this what movies all look like? Yeah. Because they would have been just basically people that used to do oh, plays. That looks amazing. Good job, lady. Of her sitting up with her eyes rolled back yeah, in her head. How slowly she brought her. Yeah. Like good job. Yeah, spooky. she's doing an amazing job. I can see her bra. Okay. I was looking at her eyes. I was looking at her tits. Uh, her eyes are up there. I love you. Cesare! Did I just put my nose in your eyeball? Yes, you did. I'm sorry. Is that better? I guess so. I could lick your eye. No, you can't. No, I can. I couldn't. It couldn't have been Cesare. There's they know, a, they saw him. She literally told him he was asleep at the time I watched him for hours. What? So who's this creeper watching the guy sleep? He's watching Cesare sleep, but Cesare's, like, kidnapped her. Yeah. So what? Is there two Cesare's? She's like, it, he freaking grabbed me, dude. Get your crap together. Maybe he's, like, a ghost, too. His body's still there, but his spirit is killing yeah i don't know 
It's pretty intense. I like your hair, though. I feel like I need to keep growing my hair out until it's like... So it's the end of Act 4. How many freaking acts are in this movie? At least Act 5. five. <laughs> I wish you didn't have to go to work today. We're back at the clerk's office. Where oh, in, this is the other place. Yeah, but when it com- when you come into where like police or other officials are, they're all in these stools that are really high. To show authority. To show authority, yeah, that they're official, but it's so uncomfortable. None of these chairs have backs. That guy's mustache is very impressive. It's very long, yeah. which makes you wonder if it's real or if it's added. I think it's real. Really? Yeah, it looks too real. for. But everyone else is clean shaven at this time period. But if you look at pictures from the 1920s of the people in the mines and stuff yeah. up here, they have. There's always like one dude that has this thing. Is the prisoner secure in his cell? Yes. Yes. Oh no, I have so many questions. There's a lot going on here. But okay, so what's so far? I've seen plenty of things that make it look like other 1930s horror films that enough to like say this definitely probably was influential to people yeah, cuz I can see the roots of horror in this Yeah, you can see like the person who was 12 that saw this movie when they were 25 in the 1930s they made a movie that was sim- you know what I mean like yeah. you can see this Okay, that looks like a real mustache. The prisoner's still in a cell bud. But like like German, this idea chain. of like German expressionism in film. This is the this is the penultimate thing. But like it's fuck in nineteen twenty. The films have films weren't around for that long before this. No. Like when movies came out, they just like they just started making stuff. How long did it take to get to this? You know, like it's amazing how fast the film industry developed, you know? Yeah. And you think of this 1920, this is a film that's like black and white, and black and white of course, but like no talking, but the actors, some of them are not that great, but like some of them are like the the female actress. Yeah, she's amazing. She's really emotive and able to express so many things. And I think that the male some of the male actors are as well. And at the same time, you, you see this, you can see the roots of everything that comes after. Yep. You know, like, we've got a supernatural thing going on with Dr. Caligari and his, like, dude. Well, the look of his character, even. Yeah. It looks like so many, I mean, even to present day. He's the still, penguin. Yeah. He looks like the penguin. Yeah, but he also looks like Scrooge. Oh, no, the, and the sound ambulance is in, there in the coffin the whole time. Oh, oh, it's oh, a mannequin. It's a mannequin. He wasn't asleep. It's a mannequin. And Dr. Caligari's run off. That's the fastest he's moved this one. But like seeing this, seeing people run up on scenery on this like painted scenery, like you could see. And again, this is all a memory, right? Because yeah. in the present day, in the telling, they're in a garden in like a walled place so clearly like a loony bin but like now we're in these painted things it makes sense that it's painted because it's in a memory yeah it's not a real place no he's describing the the big events well he wasn't here for this either so this is something he was just like he's saying that well he that's him he's chasing but but there's a lot of this yeah that he's just like guessing how it looks and so dr caligari's run into the insane asylum 
And this guy's looking so scared. He's walking in too. And now it's a different color. So is this all... None of this probably happened. This is just the fever dream of a crazy person who thinks yeah. he's engaged with another lady. And you can see right her. now he's standing in the center of a room with like with these beautiful like sun like like rays coming out everywhere. Yeah. The doctors are all. So he probably came here talking about a guy who ran in here. And, and they're like, "You live here now." And do you have a patient by the name of Doctor Katagari? No. So this whole this whole movie is the ramblings of a crazy person. Yeah, saying all these things. Is Dr. Caligari the doctor in here that's coming down these stairs? Perhaps? Oh. Here's another doctor. His hair is awesome. It's really quite frankly amazing. But this is also that fear that if you have anything to do with an insane asylum, they'll just keep you. Yeah, well, that's how they get people. The director returned earlier today. Oh my god, he's the director of the Looney Bin. Oh my god. This is good. This is like, there's that movie with, um, there's a movie with, uh, What's His Face with, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, where he plays the detective that's trying to figure out some stuff on a, on a insane asylum place. Turns out he's actually in the insane asylum. Oh, yeah. It's called, like, Something Island. Oh, they closed the door behind him. So, basically, he is a crazy person. Oh, the director is looking up at him. It's Dr. Caligari this whole time. This is fine. This guy's surrounded by bones and books and shit. For some reason, he got really scared when Dr. Caligari looked up at him. But I wonder if he can get out of this place. Oh, he missed the fainting couch. He missed it. He <laughs> almost made it. Oh, no. I took all the wine. He's trying to explain to everyone that Dr. Kalaragari is doing this crazy thing and he's getting a guy that's asleep to kill all these people. And for some reason came alone, but might just be crazy. I think he's, he's just crazy. Which explains why he was telling the story of what happened to him to the crazy person in the insane asylum. But yeah. it could be that he's been here the whole time and the crazy lady that's walking around is someone that he's seen that he thinks he's yeah. with. Yeah. Because she didn't really act like it was that was his her fiancé. Mm-hmm. She was just walking by. Okay. Now Dr. Caligari is placed under supervision in his villa. What the fuck is happening? He's asleep. Air shaft. Wait, so the people believed him? It looks that way. What is happening? But he is telling the story still. Yeah, he's still telling the story. And all the doctors that are there he told the story to are searching his books and shit. It's just a great office, though. I really, I've been thinking about repainting or doing something to my office at Michigan Tech, and I think I should do this. I should get a skeleton. Yeah. This guy moved the skeleton slightly to the left. And, oh, they found a secret compartment with notes about insane things. Just love the stacks of books. It's so good. Somnambulism! 
A collected edition by the University of Uppsala. I've been to Uppsala. It's amazingly beautiful in Sweden. His oh. specialty. Did you go to the school of somnambulism? I didn't, but I should have. Yeah. I would Dr. love Caligari to. Is still there today? Oh my god! Very old. He would be very old. He'd be like 170. Yep. Well, he might be 30. This is like though. utter mad. Well, he's 30, but playing 70. Maybe. Uppsala is really beautiful. The cabinet of Dr. Caligari is in the book. In the year 1783, a mystic by the name of Caligari... 1783? Yes. ...tore the fairs of numerous villages in northern Italy. You're right, Caligari's Italian. Accompanied by a somnambulist by name Cesare. So oh, he's telling, shit. He's reading he's the story. He's old. It's of, an old-timey thing. For months, he sowed panic amongst the village folk. So he's reading a story about the story he's Through telling. Through a series of foul murders. It's a story within a story. Committed under almost identical circumstances. Okay, so basically, 1783. So like, okay, here's the thing. This movie was made 100 years ago. I think this is set in like 1893. Which means that the movie is set... Where it's like a hundred years before that, 1783, was 1793, was when all this crazy shit happened. It's all circles within wheels. He had entirely subjugated his will to, to a somnambulist named Cesare, whom he did compel to carry out his nefarious schemes. A puppet, the exact likeness of Cesare, in which he took his place in a cabinet. Which is exactly what happened. They found the yeah. puppet. Allowed him to divert any suspicion that might fall on the somnambulist. But, like, a puppet's a puppet. You couldn't tell it's not a person. Yeah. Touch could. it. Touch it. He did. He picked him up and shook him like a... Yeah, like a little puppet that he was. My diary. Mine Thagabirth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, we found these. They're, They're yeah. so intense. 12th March. Finally, finally. The Sonambulance has been brought to the asylum for admission. Oh. oh, shit. The question is, is Dr. Caligari the guy from the 1700s? Or is he the know. guy from, like... He's still alive today. Oh, the doctors are coming to talk to him. There's people here to see you, Doctor. There's a Sonambulance in there. There's a dude that likes to sleep, but do you want to tell him what to do and he could kill people for you? It's just a dude sleeping. Yeah. This whole time, he's just looking for a dude sleeping. But Dr. Caligari is supposed to be old as fuck. I wonder so if that makes sense. Like, just like the first guy who found weed. Yeah, he's just like taking a nap. Yes. You wonder what happened to like these people in their life afterwards, you know? I don't know. Like this beautiful somnambulist, but is he beautiful? I don't know. Is he Errol Flynn? I don't know. It was it's not, quite hard to tell. There was not an actor's name I recognized in this. Which but is they're why. all German actors from the 1920s. Which is why I didn't want to read the name. This names guy's either. like grabbing the somnambulist like I'm going to make out with you now and smell your neck. I thought I would uh, offend the German listeners by mispronouncing every name in this. Don't yes. you know German? Uh, two years of high school German does I not... I feel like you can do more than that. <laughs> Dr. Caligari is reading him shit from a book. But he's sleeping. But it's not Dr. Caligari either. He's just like going from a book from the 100 years. It's, I mean, it's just interesting. It's a descendant. It's interesting because like if you read something from 100 years ago, 
it's what this book is. Yeah. So Dr. Caligari read something from 100 years ago, you know, and was influenced by it. And I just find that really fascinating. We watch old things. Like, we watch something in the 1960s that's influenced by this something from the 1920s, where we're in the 2020s looking at things from the 1960s. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to... So basically Caligari is unraveling secrets... And discovering the truth, the truth in this, truth in necessity, that a somnambulist can be compelled to perform acts that in a waking state so, he would never commit. So basically, he's trying to be like he can tell someone that's sleeping that they should do shit. It's like early hypnotism. Yeah. If you if you're asleep, that you can convince if you can convince someone sleeping to do something that they wouldn't normally do, even murder. But why do you want to do this? Like, what's the point? So you can murder without murder? I know, but you could just murder people if you want to murder people. You don't have to bring all these extra steps. He's got a job. But he doesn't want the job. He wants to murder people. He can do both. I like this thing that says, an obsession. It's like this. Why is he sticking his butt out like that? Because he's he's obsessed with books. Oh, I thought he was just. Oh, this is a great way to read. He looks like he wants to make love to the book, touch the book, fornicate the book. Yes, I want to be in control. So this guy is definitely very into theater. With these way, oh, he's ripping up the book though. That was that's an old book. That's a fucking newspaper. That's probably a a phone book. I must know everything. I must penetrate his secrets. He says. I must become Caligari. Do you want to penetrate my secrets? No. Okay. Were we recording? Yes. Hi, Charlene. (laughs) God, I love Charlene. She's so good. She's so funny. Her parents are visiting her now. And, like, I'm kind of jealous because I want to spend more time with her. But it's not her fault that, like... It's not her parents' fault that I, like, showed up at a kind of very last-minute thing. But I just feel like when... I have a chance. I should just steal her and she can be mine. <laughs> I think that's fair. So this guy, the doctor, he's a normal dude, is seeing in the... He's seeing all this, like, writing on the wall saying that he must be Caligari. Do must Caligari Verdun. What is Verdun? You must be Caligari. You must be Caligari. So he's like... I mean, it's kind of interesting the way this is going on. 1920s... You're seeing all this crazy stuff with, like, the writing superimposed over the film. Yeah. It's pretty good. I mean, that's trying something, you know? Oh, or at least six acts. <laughs> I'll give you an act. Another nose to the eyeball. Yep. Are they still reading his journal? Come on, diary. He's oh, like- man. So this was, like, them reading the journal, which is him remembering doing this. And then him remembering doing this as he's reading the journal of Caligari remembering doing this other stuff. But it's not Caligari, it's whoever the director is. Yeah. Look at this guy's hand and he's like groping the couch kind of like sexily. Like, oh my god, I must touch this leather. That's probably a nice nice chair. Yeah, you gotta touch something. You don't want to touch the bones. It's money. It's their money, but so are the worms. What is that? The street vagrant? He's the only, like... We found the sleepwalker out in the fields! Of course he's out in the fields. 
It's not his fault. It's not his fault. He's kind of like the Frankenstein in the movie. I mean, I get it. Or the Frankenstein. I get monster. being a sleepwalker. You know what I have to do on Wednesday? I have to drive to Marquette oh. at like 6 a.m. Because I agreed to go to a conference. Cool. I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, the sleepwalker is just asleep. Oh, yeah. That's what he does. How do you like live your life? Where does he pee? Because he's wearing like an outfit in which his... Like, footies are attached to the rest of his clothes. He's in a one-piece. I don't know. There's no zippers. I don't know. I don't know either. But, well, you know what I do know? I I love the setting. I love the way they painted shit. Oh, man. It's like, I feel like this guy has gotten... Okay, so this guy's best friend has died... After they both fell in love with the same woman. His woman got attacked by someone. So instead of, like, taking care of his woman, he's dealing with a somnambulist and Dr. Caligari. Instead of, like, calling the cops and letting the cops deal with this bullshit. Well, the somnambulist is who kidnapped her. Mr. Director, unmask yourself! You are Dr. Caligari! This is what this guy says, but, like, they bring the somnambulist to Dr. Caligari, who's freaked out, who's come... It's just, like, the most bizarre thing. Oh, his posture is so weird Weird. It's like, yes. Oh, no, it's a dead dude! No, he's just sleepy. Sleepy dude! He looks kind of like Robert Smith from, no, the, from okay. the Cure. He does look very familiar. But can you imagine being like that guy's parents or brother? And it's like, your kid was in a fucking movie in 1920. (laughs) How do you describe that? Does it matter that he's like weird and a murderer and stuff? Like your kid gets to be like the main character almost. Not the main character, but like certainly more memorable than whoever the fuck the dude is that's like telling the story. Yeah. Dr. Caligari's been found out and he's attacked a random doctor instead of admitting what he's done. He's stronger than everybody else. I don't want to understand why he wants to kill this one doctor because he's trying to kill this one dude but it's not the dude that's actually like causing anything. They're straight jacketing him. He's gone. Somnambulist. But this is going to end where he is also in the asylum. Yes, right? with his girlfriend, wife, fiance. So, like, this is probably all nonsense. I don't know. He's like, yeah, I took down the director of this place. But they're probably going to say, like, hey, we don't want anyone to think that this place is not legitimate. What do we do to get this story from coming out? I know. We kill- We send this guy to the one event, too. So what so far has been horror to you? I just, the idea that there's a supernatural murderer? Yeah, so the fact that this, like, this guy is crazy. He's the director of an asylum and has become obsessed with the idea that he can control the will of somebody yeah. in a sleeping state. And then can use his will alone to control someone so that they can kill. Yeah. 
That's that, pretty horror. That's a pretty... And, and the mood and the atmosphere makes it, like, yeah. it's supposed to look spooky and scary. So, again, he's telling the story to a random dude that's his ghost in the loony bin, obviously, because he's in a walled room and his girlfriend's walking around. And he's talking to a guy who's haunted yeah. by ghosts. Yeah. And from that day on... So, we've come back to the main part, the first part. The madman never again left to sell. But wouldn't that be a great story before you get locked in? No, this ghost guy going to be like, well, what, the, what are you doing Well, here? you're very creepy, sir. And I wish you wouldn't have told me this weird story. What's interesting is, like, where they are now is just in a garden in the fall. Maybe, or maybe in the winter. Like, where nothing has grown. Maybe he's a psychologist there and he used this to turn this guy's life around. He's like, well, it's not so bad. Yeah, so they're both walking off. And now we're back into this weird thing where the colors are slightly different. Well, this is the main office of the Looney Bin. Yes, because she's is... sitting in the center of it. And people are bowing to her for some reason. There's the somnambulist. What the heck? He's petting He's... a doll? Yes, there's another crazy person. This is all just Scary crazy Scary old people. man. Yes, yeah, all crazy people, like being crazy. The somnambulist is actually walking around petting a doll. Someone's pretending to play the piano. While the main woman is sitting in the center, fairly close to the center. And you can tell because of the way the rays are coming across. Uh, wow. There he is. Look, the Sonarius is looking at flowers, not at all. There he is, that there's a sorry. Never allow him to tell your fortune. So this guy is in the Lindy bin, or you're but dead. But he's awake. Like, he slept through this whole movie. But he's crazy. He thinks that's Cesare. I know. So... This is good. You called it. Oh, wow. So the guy that thinks he sees ghosts is really freaked the fuck out by this other guy that says this lady is his fiancé. He's very excited because he sees his fiancé. He's coming towards her. But is it her? So he just like... Is she actually there is a question. Yeah, I think he met all these people in this loony bin and like created a whole story about yes. them and how they got there. Jane, I love you. Won't you be my wife at last? Jane's a good name. I like the name Jane. That's probably not her name though. Probably not. He's a Looney Tunes. She's got like this crown on her head. It's quite beautiful, I think but... We queens are not free to answer the calls of our hearts. I, that scene, I think, was used in a music video, like a Nine Inch Nails video. That's cool. Plus so the Rob influence Zombie. of this, of this thing, like. Or maybe it was Rob Zombie. But like she's that. got that same thumbprint on her lips, like that beautiful. Yeah, Rob Zombie did that in the House of a Thousand Corpses, where they're putting on the show. The girl has the makeup on, like. Oh my God! Is this literally the first time? This fucking twist has ever happened. This guy, and there's Dr. Caligari coming downstairs and being like, oh, you guys are fucking nuts. He doesn't look creepy anymore. No, he's just a dude. Oh my God, he's the same actor. It's like Ben Franklin. Okay, so basically everyone's in the loony bin. This is him. You all think that I'm insane, he says. He's told, it isn't true. It's the director who's insane. Oh my god! I predicted the ending of a hundred year old movie! I know, but it's really good! 
He is Caligari, Caligari, Caligari. And now they're fighting him. Some people in white coats come out to stop him from fighting. But why would Caligari not be in white? Everyone else is in white. Because he's That's a director. Like, Those are the doctors. I know, but like, why would everyone else is wearing like fancy outfits, too? Caligari is the director. Yeah. Oh, he's gone back into the loony bin. That's his room. Yeah, he thought, and he—that's where he had Caligari in his cell. I've got to say, what a mind fuck. <laughs> That this guy, this whole movie is about, like, his own insanity. Yeah, he made up these stories for all the people that okay, he Okay, holy shit. This is, like, every horror movie. This is how every... You can see the remake of this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Where everything has been in his head all along. Holy shit. <laughs> this is so good. Yeah. Oh, man, I gotta say... This is the twist ending to end all twist endings. The fact of the the crazy person, it turns out everything was him being crazy, but yeah. not... Unless I understand his delusion, he thinks I am the mystic Caligari. Now I know exactly how to cure him. You can't Lobotomy? cure him because he's fucking crazy. Lobotomy? Yeah, probably. Well, no, I think this is before lobotomy has become a thing. The end. Holy shit, John, that was really good. It was. Oh my gosh. I was not expecting this. <laughs> so basically, because I've, okay, I've read some 19th century, 18th century literature that is like kind of the the foundations of like horror films. Like, like you know, like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is the first science fiction like novel yeah. that what brings it forward but what we have here in 1920 19 fucking 20 yes is the trope uh, the beginning of the trope this is the first time yes where it's like the whole story is a crazy person telling the story that is just from their minds because his fiance that's not his fucking fiance this is just a random lady yeah it's just a random lady that he's created the story about. It is so good. Yeah. I, I, how many of these movies have we watched uh, where I have had this complete like shift where I'm just like, this is boring. And then it's like, oh my God, yeah. I get it. This is so good. There's been a few. There's been a few, but man, it's like I'm having a Mandy moment right now. <laughs> Because, like, this is how I felt. Because, like, I haven't had a Mandy moment in a while where I went from, like, thinking this is stupid during the film. Because, like, before, I've got to say, like, in Mandy, the first hour, I was like, man, 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 I don't like this. And then it's like, holy fuck, I like this. But now I'm having the same feeling right now where it's like the first half of this, I was really tired. I didn't want to do this, but I'm doing it because we have to. Because we've arbitrarily decided to do a podcast. And holy shit, is this a good movie? Yes. Everyone needs to watch this. This is a Shutter Essential. Yeah, it's the it's the beginning of it all. It's the beginning of it all, and you know what? It fucking kills. Yeah. Okay, what are we up to now, bud? Are you ready? To, are you prepared for what's to come? Well, my first question is: Did you have any grossest corner for this? Ah, uh, don't think so. I don't think anything happened that was kind of icky. No. I mean, there was murders happened, but we've seen some shit. Yeah. And there yeah. wasn't also. 
anything particularly creepy. I mean, like... No, just, like, the makeup and the scenes and stuff. Yeah, I mean, even the part where, like, the guy's about to kill her and he doesn't because she's pretty. Yeah. Like, that's not very creepy. Okay, so we're watching a fun movie next, so we had yeah, decided... Yeah, the next one is your choice. It's my choice, and I decided a, a few, like, a month ago that, you know what we need to do? We need to watch Cujo. And my Aunt Susu told me that this is the movie that is the scariest thing she ever watched. She she called me up after we started the podcast because we had asked the question, what's the scariest thing you ever watched? Yeah. And she's like, I don't like horror movies. But she did because she loves me. She listens to the podcast, at least that one, that episode. I'm sure she doesn't like listening to me curse all the time, so she probably doesn't <laughs> listen to this part. But Aunt Susu told me that she had gone to see Cujo, and afterwards her and, like, half the people in the theater quietly went to get coffee together and just like sat there in the coffee shop staring at each other so when did Cujo come out the Stephen King movie that so first there's the book yeah and then there's the movie I've read the book recently um and it is just trigger warning if we're going to talk about it, it does involve a dead child the book does I don't think the movie does um the movie is from 83. The book was from 81. Okay. So the so book is from 81. The movie came out in 83. Let, and it's about a dog that goes bad, but it's a good boy that gets rabies. It's not yeah. his fault. No. Should yeah, we watch it? Want to watch the trailer? Yeah. Let's watch this channel. Stephen King Channel is what it's called. Oh. Oh, this is going to be tough, man. This is going to be tough. So, because in Cujo... There's a, like, in the book, there's a thing where the kid is seeing his horror. Like, it is haunting. And he does reference things from his previous works in Cujo. Yeah. Like, there's a monster in the kid's closet, and it's fucking real. It's an actual demonic monster. Yeah. But Cujo's real. Cujo's a good dog. He doesn't know any better. They're really doing a good job. So, basically, in the book, like... Lady gets trapped in a car with her kid with a rabid dog outside. The car doesn't work. Yep. What happens? I have not seen the movie. Okay. Because in this thing, I have confused Cujo with two other movies. One is Turner and Hooch. <laughs> That's a much different film. It is a very different That'd film. That'd be crazy if Turner and Hooch had Cujo yeah. in it. But there's a movie that came out that I thought was Stephen King movie that I did see as a kid where there was a dog that was released from, like, a testing facility. Like, it was basically a bunch of animal rights activists released an animal into the wild that shouldn't have been released. Hey, by the way, if you you know what movie I'm talking about, it's basically a movie where animal rights activists release animals into the wild but one of them is a dog that is evil because it's being tested upon if you know what this thing is you need to contact us and tell me how do they contact us john um well they can email at up to and including death at gmail.com but what if they don't do gmail well, that's a weird thing to say i know but what if they don't do they emails? can uh, go to any of the socials with up to an id with the number two okay up or- to an id with a number two or up to an including death.com. Up to an including death.com. Okay. So they can contact us and they can tell us what is the movie I'm thinking about, which involves people releasing an evil dog from an crazy thing. The Lost City is... Okay, sorry. 
I'm sorry. So that's not what the movie I'm thinking about, but the movie that I saw with my mother is called The Lost City. It's yeah. so good. Recommendation. Do you have a recommendation? I don't think so. No, you don't recommend anyone to do anything? No. Do what, should, what do you want to tell Charlene? Hey, how's it going? Okay. So uh, there's just two things left to do. Uh, stay scared. And stay married. Goodbye. <laughs>